Welcome home. I'm so glad you hit play on my podcast, Home Ec Express. My name is Jamie and I am your host and this is episode 75, a little wedding recap. Okay, my friends, the podcast is two days late. This is the fourth attempt and I've spent an hour working with tech support for this weird issue as to why we couldn't get the podcast to stick on Sunday, which is the normal day that the podcast comes out. But here we are, fourth attempt, and hopefully this is it. We're doing it a completely different way because tech support was like, we don't know, try it this way. It was it was a special Monday, um, but here we are. Um, it is episode 75, and who would have thunk it that the Home Ec Express podcast would be at episode 75 already, um, and that's awesome. And we're so grateful for the support and the listeners out there um, that this is just amazing that um, we've had this longevity so far. And so the topic of this is a little wedding recap. Um, I've been off for a few weeks, as as most of you know, my daughter got married on May 13th. And so um, now that we've somewhat recovered, I thought it would be great to be able to share with you, you know, things about the wedding, but also tips and tricks. If you are planning your wedding for yourself or a special event for someone you love um, or your own wedding, uh, things that might help you kind of ease the stress a little bit and stay on top of it so it doesn't become like an overwhelming nightmare. And so the one fortunate thing that I have had is a background of working in weddings and different and special events um, in different aspects since I was eight years old. And when I was eight years old, I started literally folding linen napkins and pressing them the day after um, weddings because that was my little job. And then I graduated to going to do setup um, for weddings and, and different things like that. My mom was a special events wedding coordinator and planner. And so we live that life. And we had, you know, different types of events for different times of the year besides just weddings. And so it was really fun. It was an interesting way to grow up, but I've never strayed away from it. And so I've worked in the wedding industry off and on my entire adult life, whether it be um, working in bridal salon, um, even at Boot Barn, I used to help people um, very popular to have the jeans and, um, you know, the tux top and the jeans and the boots and dressing the guys. We actually had some bridesmaids dresses at Boot Barn. So, you know, I worked with a lot of couples and a lot of grooms, um, even in the Boot Barn days. And then, of course, I've done alterations and day of coordinating for years. And now um, the business has grown, and we also have added on Retro Guestbook, which is an audio guestbook service that we provide um, for special events, not just weddings, to record memories. And so, um, you know, I've even, gosh, I've even done catering for weddings up to over, a oh gosh, 150, I think. Um, I prefer smaller ones because I like to get very personal with the guests and, and the, the couple, but... Um, you know, we, I've definitely worked in a lot of different parts of the wedding world. So I came into my daughter's wedding, not 
afraid of planning her wedding, but also, you know, I had that knowledge of what needs to get done, et cetera. Um, but, you know, you just want to make sure that you can articulate what her concept or her dreams are into A, the budget and B, you know, that physical expression of what she felt or, you know, saw for her wedding. And so I feel like it came off very successfully. Um, and so the kind of little background, we kind of knew the engagement was coming before the formal proposal on New Year's Day. So we had already spotted a place in Claremore. It's called the Pink House. And we had just gone there for lunch, uh, my daughter and I. And people said, oh, you need to like look through the whole, it's like, it's in this mansion called the Belvedere Mansion. And um, the Historical Society runs it as well as the Pink House. And uh, you can go up the stairs and there's Three, it's a three-story mansion. It's a little mansion. It's not overwhelmingly big. But on the top floor is a ballroom. And we're like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful, sunshiny room. And down below on the second floor, of course, is like different rooms. We could, One is like a bridal suite. You know, some are roped off because they're very historical. Um, and then there's the first floor is, is, is beautiful. It's also the restaurant. Um so what we ended up doing is we, you know, we kind of peeked around. We're like, oh, wouldn't that be fun for a wedding? And, you know, it was very affordable. Even just to go there for lunch is top-notch food, but also incredibly affordable. And so when Dakota proposed formally to Elizabeth, it was kind of like, oh, game on. And so when you get engaged, one of the first things you need to do is, besides the budget, which is the most important part, um, as far as making it all work, uh, is to lock in your date with the venue, because that's the hardest thing is to make sure that your venue works with the date that you want. And so originally we were looking at May 6th and we had found a cute little chapel right down the street from the pink house. Um, but the two places weren't available on this, on the sixth together. And so that's how we ended up on May 13th was both had that availability worked out beautifully. Um, the chapel was also, a, it was very light pink. Um, so it was darling and it was both venues were built in 1906 or 1907. And that kind of added to the vibe of the wedding. Um, and literally you can walk from the ceremony to the reception. It was fantastic. So, uh, once that was locked in, she also ordered her dress pretty quick because she pretty much knew what she wanted. Um, she did not go the traditional route. She didn't want to try on dresses. She knew what she was looking for. And it came from a vendor, a dressmaker called Selkie. And uh, her dress was all pink. And so, think, you know, very, very light pink, all silk, probably had about 15 to 20 yards worth of silk in it. It was gorgeous. And, uh, we had found a belt at a little, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, vendor mall or whatever, you know, where there's all the different booths. And we found this crystal belt that we ended up adding to the dress when it came in. And it was just like that little something that it needed to make it her and make it very bridal. And so, um, you know, once we had those three things done, the date, the location, and the dress, then it really boiled down to the vendors and aesthetics. And so 
we're new to Oklahoma. <laughs> so that throws a monkey wrench in because if it was a California wedding, I literally know everybody um, in our area to do special events. So of course we would never be able to afford a nice wedding in California, but um, you know, what I ended up doing here was I joined not just for my business, but also as mother of the bride, I joined a lot of the Facebook groups that were, you know, Tulsa wedding network or, um, Tulsa wedding vet, uh, vendors and, you know, brides on a budget, Oklahoma, you know, things like that. So you had, you could start seeing different vendors that are out there. Um, but also ask questions, but for the photographer, um, I asked my son-in-law's mom who had done their family pictures because um, they were really good and I really liked them. And so we got hold of that photographer and she had a great package. And here's the, the thing that I sat down with the kids, like, what is most important to you guys? And most important to them was the ceremony and then um, pictures with family, you know, loved ones and, and things like that, not just themselves, but also with loved ones. And so that was really important. They did not want like full, full service, um, because they didn't want to have photographer and videographer, like for the entire reception. Um, the ceremony was, you know, utmost importance. And then, you know, whatever their time, four hours, six hours, you know, things like that. Cause you pay for different packages. You can have full day from beginning to end. You can just have, you know, four hours, six hours, depending on what the photographer offers. And so, um, and the kids wanted to do disposable cameras on the tables at the reception because those are very unique and fun. And we, um, found great ones that were wrapped to match the aesthetic of the wedding, which just kind of pushed it all over the edge. But, um, so we worked with her very, very affordable, very great. And we started just getting the sneak peek of all the pictures and there's some fabulous pictures in there. So that's really exciting. And then because we were still on target with the budget, we looked for a videographer and actually found one that, um, his name's Alex Quintanilla and he was great because I found him in January and he was offering a package deal um, for new couples, you know, if you booked by this date, it, you know, considerably a uh, better price than, you know, what traditionally just off the, off the cup booking a vendor. And so he, he was there, he brought a second person with him too. Um, so we're really excited to see the sneak peek of his work as well. And then, um, for the DJ, we didn't want, the kids do not want like the full blown party, party, party. Um, a, because the venue, you know, it's old and on the third story and we didn't want anybody to have to deal with like the lights and the heavy equipment and all that to get up this narrow staircase. And so really what they needed was somebody to play the playlist and then be the host. And we found a great DJ, um, T-Bone and he was spot on, you know, got up. It was so much fun. Uh, he did a great job and, um, he was very prepared, you know, just in case the in-house speakers didn't work properly, you know, he had a backup plan for that and he had the playlists and, and it was great. Everything was on target. And so that was the main, the main vendors that we had to deal with. Fortunately, the venue provided also the catering, um, because they're a restaurant and it was, let me just tell you this about the food at the pink house. 
all of our friends and family that came from California had all said, A, they loved Oklahoma. They wanted to come back and visit, which makes my heart so happy because A, we miss them. And B, I just want to be able to share this beautiful state with our friends and our family because we we got to do a few things, but not, I didn't get to take people where I really want to take them, AKA Pahuska, Oklahoma. Um, but they all asked individually, when we come back, can we come here for lunch? Because everybody loved the food and the atmosphere so much. And that was like, talk about a compliment right then and there. That's huge. So definitely, if my friends and family are listening in California, that is on the to-do list when you come. Um, we that The food was out of sight. And then they we set up a dessert bar. Um, my son-in-law's grandma baked a bunch of her famous cookies. And then the pink house had desserts. We did multiple desserts. We just did a dessert bar. And then the kids just wanted like a small cake um, and asked me to make it. I was given a picture. And the only thing that I was kind of bummed about was that because I used gel food coloring is that my colors turned out like brighter than the picture, which was okay. You know, the decorating, I hadn't decorated a cake in several years, so I was a little rusty. Um, but, I, you know, I was able to make a good copy of the cake, except for that coloring was a little off. However, um, one of the things we did, we had a floor plan, you know, a couple months before the wedding. It was all done. So we knew that the cake table, like the little cake cutting area, was going to be in one of the turrets of the building. In there, it was so bright and sunny. And everything around it was so light and airy. It actually made the cake pop being brighter when everything was subdued and, and soft. Um, the way it photographed was really cool. So even though I had like a little uh-oh with the shades of my food coloring, it actually worked out really pretty for the pictures. So I love that. And the, and the kids love the cake. And then they ended up like, oh, let's just share it with everybody who wanted a piece. And we did. So it was great. Um, so that was one of the other things. But uh, when, when it comes to running an event, timelines are very important. Normally, when I'm working with clients, a lot of times they're brides. I'm doing their alterations and their bridal party and the moms and whatnot. Um I end up being hired as their day of coordinator because, you know, moms of the bride or groom should not be the day of, they should not be running the event because you should be spending that time with your son or daughter. Right. And so you need to have that point person that can answer the questions, make sure everything's happening on time, you know, so that you don't have to worry so much. So God bless my dear friend, Sarah Pambram and her daughter, Stella. They came from California and Sarah has done weddings too. So we speak the same language and she's like, do you have a day of? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, then that's me. And so she was my point person. So what I did that's that really I recommend if you're coordinating your own wedding or a special event is communications always key. So a few weeks before the wedding, all the vendors, including Sarah had gotten a list of all the contact information for everybody. And then, and my phone number as well. And so then I sat down with the kids, we made a photography list, you know, what pictures were important, blah, blah, blah. 
And then that went to the photographer, but also to Sarah. And then um, with the music, we ended up making almost like a script. And that probably comes from Elizabeth and I working in the theater for years. Um, we had that for the DJ, sent it over to him. He had all the playlists, et cetera. You know, one of the songs was to start it like two minutes in or whatever. So it was you know, very, very good, um, easy. And then of course there was just a timeline and we did a couple timelines. We did the day of starting as what time the girls arrived, what time the boys arrived, um, for getting dressed, but down to the details of, um, you know, who eats first and you know, what time and blah, 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 blah. Like just as a script would be written. So every vendor got that. And then um, I also did a weekend itinerary because we had people starting to come into town starting on Wednesday. And, you know, so they knew what time to come over for dinner every day. And then, of course, on the rehearsal on the day before the wedding, we had the girls had brunch. The boys went fishing, any of them who were in town already. And then, um, you know, be back at my house at a certain time and then move on to, you know, setting up the, the reception, the rehearsal, the rehearsal dinner. So everybody knew. And I made sure that the maid of honor and the best man also had that because their jobs were to get the bride and groom where they needed to be on time. So that was um, very important as well. Uh, so that made everything run really smooth. And then the other thing, as far as decorations go, now we did fake flowers because, um, it was mother's day weekend. So if you know anything about the floral industry, it's the most, one of the most expensive weekends of the year. And we wanted to be able to a save money, but also save time. So we started ordering decorations, I think by February, because Elizabeth was very specific on what she wanted. Um, and so her vibe of her wedding was very vintage, very old notebook kind of is what pops in my mind, especially the outdoors part of it, you know, walking between the two venues. Um, but it also had the vibe of um, Marie Antoinette met Glinda the Good Witch, Wizard of Oz, and Steel Magnolias. So blush and bashful if you know. So pink was definitely a center point and just kind of a little lush feeling to it pink, golds, pearls. It was, it was beautiful. And so we decided on, you know, we had a floor plan. We knew the room did not need much decoration. And that's really important to, is to understand the space that you're working in. Um, because it was so bright there was already a sky painted on the ceiling, which was excellent for, for us. Um, and so, you know, we knew the railings were going to need work and, you know, there's sconces and chandeliers and a, a head table, cake table, blah, 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 blah. So what we ended up doing, um, and of course we had the retro guest book table too, that we had to make sure looked good and the signage was appropriate. And so what we ended up doing was, you know, creating boxes with a list taped on each box of what was in it and where it went and everything was organized and prepared. So that day before the wedding, we loaded everything up. And if you grab the box that said cake table, we already had the floor plan done. So it went to the cake table and whoever 
open that box knew exactly what it was supposed to be like and can kind of add flair to it because everybody who helped us decorate has known Elizabeth for a very, very long time. And everyone commented, they're like, it's like Elizabeth's brain is in this room. And it, and it was. And so it's really important with brides and grooms or, or hosts of an event that you really sit down and talk with them to try to get them to describe what they're feeling as far as what they want it to feel like, look like, um, that essence. And so communication is huge. Um, we didn't have any bridezilla stuff happening, none of that, but it was about asking leading questions to find out what she wanted, what her husband wanted, and then to be able to produce that and still stay within the budget. Um, so, you know, all of this made for a very smooth event. Um, the setup was really fast because it was organized. And then of course it, takes two hours to put it up, five minutes to take it down. <laughs> and then the great thing is, is if you have your own decorations like that, then you can turn around and sell them. And so that's where we are now. We, I just finished kind of taking pictures and, and all that good stuff. So, um, that is, I highly recommend is thinking about reselling stuff afterwards. So you can make a little bit of your money back on what you spent. Um, but also, you know, things that are very, very personal. And I think that's what made their wedding so special is that they were very specific about a lot of details. The flower petals that were in the flower girl basket were from the bouquet of flowers Dakota gave Elizabeth when he proposed. Um, the audio guest book, we made sure that it was set up because there was people there that they wanted to make sure they got to hear their voices, but we also had a remote line in so that people who couldn't join could call in and leave a message. And we actually had my brother is a musician and um, left. He couldn't come. He's on tour, but he wrote them a song and recorded it on there. So they didn't know until we listened to all the recordings. I wish I had videoed their faces. It was so awesome. And so <laughs> it's just one of those things that it's priceless and hearing people's voices make you think of memories and home and home Ec express is that's literally what we're all about is making home and that home feeling of joy and happiness and self-sustaining and uh, life events can create that as well. They don't have to be these horrible, overwhelming things. Um, the other thing I did want to mention is that about six weeks after my daughter ordered her dress. She found out she was pregnant. That is something that you don't have to panic about. Um, as long as there's enough fabric you can steal from like underneath or the train, um, we build a secret panel in the dress. Nobody ever would have known. And we were able to expand the bus line so that it would fit her and the baby. And uh, she looked radiant and beautiful. And she picked a wise style. It was umpire waist because it was very vintage Marie Antoinette. And um, oh, so perfect. And, um, you know, those are things that if you have surprises like that happen, they can be taken care of. And so that's where you just need your good seamstress, AKA Home Ec Express, um, to be able to take care of that for you without the drama and the, and the stress that can come along with it. Uh, make sure all your suits and, and dresses are all steamed and wonderful, but you know, we're here to help you guys with your special events. Um, whether it's a wedding, a memorial, a graduation, a birthday, because 
these things matter and memories matter. And so whether it's through day of coordinating or alterations uh, or the retro guestbook, audio guestbook, let us know how we can help. Go to homeacexpress.com slash life hyphen events, and you can find out more information and um, make sure that, you know, we want to spread the word to people everywhere. And so if you could help us by sharing, liking, um, subscribing to the podcast and our YouTube channel, we have a huge resource available on YouTube. Um, the more that you share it, the better we do in the algorithm so we can help more people create the same um, joyfulness in their lives and um, all those great tips and tricks and all those great things. So um, also follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. And we can't wait to share with you more of what's happening with Home Ec Express. So thank you so much. And we'll be talking again soon. Pampered Chef. It's a name that has been a staple in kitchens across America for more than four decades. Do you know that I have been a Pampered Chef consultant for almost 23 years, and I'm here to help you with any of your kitchen problems, help you stock your cabinets, or even fill up your spice cabinet. Feel free to reach out either through homeecexpress.com or go to my website, pamperedchef.biz forward slash pampered Jamie, J-A-I-M-E. And let me help you pamper your kitchen.